yesterday morning from a coworker, and he's like, oh, man. Uh, so, and if you didn't know, their dad was like a bank robber on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Uh, lived here, and he was already in the clink, then he came to, to Tucson and tried to turn his life around. He owned like a nightclub on First Avenue. And then nuts? Uh, owned a nightclub on First Avenue and uh, apparently sold like uh, garbage disposals or something like that. And then I guess decided to get back in the game of robbing banks and robbed uh, four banks in like two years. Valley National Bank up in Phoenix. Got caught in Vegas, broke out of prison, ran a bingo hall up in Oregon till he got arrested again and then got out and then he ran it again till like he died in 87 or something or till he got, he got charged with like racketeering or something. Dad's a bad guy. Apparently they were estranged from him. They didn't really know the dad because he's a bank robber. So good for the mom to say, I'm not going to raise my children uh, around a freaking bank robber because that's just, you know. But by the way, isn't that just terrible that the, the authorities threw that guy in jail separating families? Isn't that just terrible? I mean, he just wanted to give his family a better life by robbing the banks, right? And Couldn't give any amnesty or anything? Uh, like that? Apparently on. not this time. Not this time. What about next time? Uh, not next time. No, not next time either. Uh, but I want you to hear. Let's play uh, the brother. The bro- This is the brother in Orlando, Eric Paddock. Number 13, if you don't mind, Greg. And Greg is here training because uh, Greg is uh, is having fun in radio for the first time in what three years? You've been three been three years, Greg. Is that about it? Yeah, I've been here about three years. So it's the first time you're having fun, right? I mean, yep. that's pretty much first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it happens. What well, we do here, we have a, everybody thinks I'm a jerk, and they're mostly right. But at the same time, it's fun working and, with the jerk. Yes, the jerk. Yes, there was a movie about that. That's right. <laughs> I also was born a poor black boy. I can tell. Yeah. All right, so uh, 13, here is Eric Paddock talking to the media about his brother. We're going to pause it for, for just comments. Just listen to this. Here we go. We're trying to understand what's wrong, what happened. Uh, we have no more idea what happened now than we had an hour ago. I'm, we're still just completely befuddled, dumbstruck. The last time you talked to your brother? As I told him, the last time I communicated with my brother was about when did we get power back? Five days after the storm. Okay? He texted me and said, How's mom? I texted him back. I mean, I, I'd look. My mom knows what happened. Yeah. We all found out She's when 90. our phone started ringing with the cops at 1 o'clock this morning. It had nothing to do with any political organization, religious organization. No white supremacist, nothing, as far as I know. In I've only known him for 57 years. Your father was a bank robber? That's correct. I mean, What's here, we're all proud. My father was on the top ten list for a while. Wow, it's all coming his out. His name's Benjamin Hotchkiss Paddock, I believe is his name. I didn't, I didn't know him. We didn't know him. There's no... He was in jail. And broken out of jail. Does he have a series, like a history at all? Of he doesn't even have parking out? tickets. Oh. He has no criminal record. He has no record of any affiliations. He has nothing. You have mental illness. That I know of. Absolutely not. You you, they, as far as I know, once again, nothing like that. He Wait. was a wealthy guy, and he liked to play video poker. He went on cruises. He. He sent his mother cookies. Cookies. From, I mean, so big, huge, he, crazy boxes of cookies and stuff. I mean, I feel bad for that brother. Weekend happens. You know, Mondays generally, listen, I like my job. I really do like my job. So it's, even though my alarm goes off and Ryan will dispute this at 3 in the morning, we all we get mad. But then after about 
30, 35 seconds. I'm like, all right, let's get going. And I see crazy stuff happening in the world and funny things to talk about and crazy things and whatever. And I'm like, I really dig my job. So I'm, I'm one of the few that's really lucky about this, right? Ryan just gets mad. Uh, but this guy, it's like, all right, Monday, here we go, back to work. And it doesn't even get to the alarm at 6 a.m. for that guy. One in the morning, hey, this is a police. Your brother just shot 500 and something people. What? And then he gets bombarded by the media and everything. Your dad was a psychopath bank robber on the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah, way to go. Way to bring that out. Hey, thanks. You know, rub some more salt in the wound. Awesome. Great. Thank you very much. And this guy's getting just besieged by all any. And you guys, he's just a regular guy. You know how tough it is to deal with anybody in a one-on-one situation, let alone about your family, let alone dozens and dozens of media in your face with cameras and microphones asking you everything about your personal life. I feel bad for that guy. He didn't deserve this. And you know me, I don't feel bad for anybody, but I feel bad for him. And then there's a story in the Washington Post. They're try- people are trying to figure out what this guy was about. Um, the brother said he knew his brother had about five guns. He knew of five guns in a safe. Didn't know about all this. He said, I have no idea where he got automatic weapons from. And it turns out the AP is reporting that authorities found a couple of bump stocks. So he could have had his uh, AR-15s turned, they don't know yet, though, into automatic weapons. And then and, and I was reading some stories from some gun experts. They said even though you heard the gunfire, it doesn't mean it was an automatic weapon. You could have pushed it once and a few can't. I don't know. The, the experts say that they're not convinced it was an automatic weapon yet. Grant, I don't think that there's any reason you need to actually be able to buy those bump stocks for a few hundred bucks. You don't need an automatic weapon. You don't need an automatic weapon. However, you could say it's illegal all you want. You take it to a gunsmith, they go, and it's done. You could say it's illegal all you want, that's fine, but is it really going to stop it? I don't know. If he did use an automatic weapon, it's the first time an automatic weapon was used in a, in a mass shooting, but we don't know what exactly was used. Nobody we, knows. We don't know that. We don't know that yet. Um, uh, but apparently, this guy would like sometimes live in the casinos. Video poker. He was hooked on video poker. He said he, his brother said, and I didn't know this, multimillionaire real estate investor. If you're a multimillionaire, why would you do this? Why would you throw it all away? Uh, he was worth, ready for this? Relative said he was worth more than $2 million. Did you just lose your mind? But you don't just lose your mind. Like, he was in that hotel room since September 28th. He was taking his time making trips up and down to get all that weaponry up there and get it all set up and waiting for the concert to happen. Something was going on. Right? He apparently was worth a lot of money, and he took up gambling. That's what he did. He had no kids. And he's not a white supremacist. He was dating a freaking Filipino lady, for God's sakes. How many white supremacists date non-white people? Eric Paddock, the brother, said to the Washington Post, it's like a job for him. It's a job where you make money. He said his brother could lose a million dollars and still have enough to live on. He was at the hotel for four months one time. It was like a second home. Four months! He recalled one time when the entire family took over the top floor of the Atlantis at the casino's expense. Must have been a big-time gambler. The family took over the top floor of the Atlantis on the house. So relative said he was worth $2 million, but did he lose everything? I mean, I'm just thinking of things in my head. There's not, I'm just in my mind thinking maybe, just maybe, he lost it all, and a casino cut him off, and he got pissed and mad and just snapped, which... Maybe, but why would you tell you that evil of a person? You would just take it out on innocent people that way? I, I don't know. Um, 
Eric Paddock said his brother was very particular about the games he played. Quote, it had to be with the right machine with double points, and there has to be a contest going on. He won a car one time. So he really must have figured out this whole gambling thing. Like, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I get mad. Like, if I play blackjack or craps and I lose 100 bucks in 10 minutes, I'm like, I could have had a couple of really nice steak dinners. To me, it's just not worth it in that aspect. I'd much rather be munching on, like, a steak, some some veggies, some mash, twice-baked potato, whatever you want. Regular baked potato. Don't look at me that way. Um... So this guy was worth a lot of money. He said he's known, he's a top player, he's the small end of the big fish. There's more about this guy I want you to tell, I want you to know. You have to, and more what the neighbors thought, everything else. It's really interesting stuff, and we'll get that to you in about five minutes. Also, we have uh, the late night host. It used to be comedy shows. Uh, James Corden, you know that guy? I don't, he, he's from uh, England, isn't he? Yep. Sounds like it. Where they have, uh, it seems like, nonstop terrorist attacks, but he's condemning America and our gun laws genius uh jimmy kimmel's crying again holy crap can that guy ever stop crying well he and chuck hang out on the weekends oh man chuck schumer crying yeah, chuck. chuck oh my. hey look quick question because jimmy kimmel's crying because vegas is his hometown he's crying and i get it you'd be sad yeah. but uh, i'm wondering why jimmy kimmel doesn't cry about the shootings in chicago every single weekend oh shit, here we go it's on race war no he's not racist he's just dumb I'll get you all this stuff. There's a lot to talk about. 622. Uh, we'll get to it in five. And by the way, you can comment on all this stuff as well if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. What do you think should happen? You think that all of a sudden you're going to have uh, people checking bags at casinos, uh, at the hotels, like TSA at the hotels in Vegas? Is that really going to work? No. What? There's nothing that's going to stop the next crazy person from doing something uh, evil. That, that's just the way it is. We live in a free country. Morning Rich, we'll continue in five. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Uh-huh. I don't get it. Nine, 629. Thank you. Thank you. For, yes. Greg is waving frantically at me. I thought I was already talking on the air. Start talking. Talk now. Uh hi, how are you? Uh, it's going to be another hot day. I mean, not 100-degree hot, but it's going to be mid-90s hot, so it's going to feel like hundreds. 63 out now. Can the heat just leave, please? No. I want it to go away. We're supposed to... All the way through next Monday, mid to upper 90s. I don't like it. It's October. I know it happens every year. All right, anyway, let's continue really quick. Um, and then I'm going to play some... Uh, some. Fo- we'll do it. Uh, we'll do 710, the Jimmy Kimmel stuff, because I think it's good to do it at 710, the Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Um... Really quick, this is just a little bit more about the the shooter. Yeah, he told his neighbors again. He was retired. He he did work at Lockheed Martin as an auditor, some other stuff. But the guy made money. But he told neighbors, and the neighbors put up a sign because the media is all over them, and they put up a sign that said a few things. Said we did we did not know him. Stop bothering us. Basically, stop knocking on our leave us alone. He told neighbors though, according to the Washington Post, he was a professional gambler, a gambler, and a prospector, and he appeared to favor buying homes in retirement communities. At one point, he and his longtime, longtime girlfriend, Mary Lou Danley, were living at at least three retirement communities' property records show. Um, they apparently would then leave the properties for empty, uh, leave them empty for long stretches as he visited casinos. And he, I mean, he, listen, he's a dude without kids. I, it's like I don't even remember life without kids, and I, I would never change my life. But if you're, if you're 64 years old and, or in your 60s or late 50s and you're retired and you have millions of dollars, 
you can say, screw it, we're going to go gamble, and I'm going to go live uh, at the hotel and see if they uh, caught me so I can keep on gambling. Yeah. Uh, Donald Judy, his next-door neighbor in Florida until two years ago, said the inside of Paddock's home looked like a college freshman lived there. No art on the walls, no car in the driveway, just a dining chair, a bed, and two recliners. He was constantly on the move, carrying a suitcase, driving a rental car, where, whenever he stayed at uh, the community near Cocoa Beach. Uh, Jude, Donald Judy said it looked like he'd be ready to move at a moment's notice. He never flashed his wealth, often wearing khaki cotton pants, a polo, or a collared shirt, never driving anything nicer than a standard rental car. Hmm. Uh, the neighbor said there were no drugs or parties, nothing unusual except for the gambling. They did seem to always stay up till midnight and sleep till noon. They always seem they always seem to stay on Vegas time. Vegas time. This is all we know about this guy. That's it. It's all we know. Um so what would make him do this? We just don't know. One other neighbor said Diane McKay, 79, uh lived next door to uh, Paddock at the arena rental home until July when McKay moved away. Uh, said the girlfriend wasn't forthcoming about her life. Paddock was unfriendly. She only saw him in the mornings when he went to the clubhouse to work out. He was weird. He kept to himself. It was like living next to nothing. You can at least be grumpy or something. He just, he was just nothing. He was quiet. Hmm. That's it. Was he just psycho? Was it genetic in that aspect? I mean, I'm sure there's many people that are killers in prison that they had kids or whatever, and they didn't turn out to be killers, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Eric Paddock, you heard him earlier, the brother, said, uh, we didn't grow up under his influence, meaning the dad, who was the FBI most wanted guy, bank robber, said, I was born on the run in Tucson. My dad was was about to be arrested for robbing banks. Okay. Uh, They really have no idea why he did this. So there you go. Um, The brother really quick said, when we talked about a month ago, I can't believe he was planning this. But he must have. It takes time. No mental illness that he knew of, drug problems, alcohol, nothing. Didn't know about any gambling debts, nothing. Nothing. Did he have a stroke? I don't know. He said, I'm hoping they open his brain and find something. So that's the latest. But, he, I mean, it's it's uh, tragic, it's sad, it's horrific, and it's strange all in one. 633, uh, you got to hear how some of the media, what they were saying about this. Um, and it's, I, I mean, just even on MSNBC, what are they even talking about? Uh, I'll play that for you. And apparently an ABC reporter blasted, I like to say right-wing media. That would be talk radio about our coverage of this. You have to hear it to believe it. I got that all coming up for you. 634 at KNST AM 790. We'll be back in about 6. Here is Fox. Eating talk. 641, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget, I have an iHeartRadio channel because the company is just freaking desperate. I mean, it's just, let's... God, you give it to this guy, see what happens. Uh, but you know what? If you like it, I mean, and why wouldn't you like it? You like this show, right? Uh, Ryan puts up all kinds of uh, stuff, entire shows, uh, interviews, highlights, fun segments, good segments. It's like Ryan's Choice Cuts. You know, it's like going to a restaurant, there's a special. You know what, the chef, he's prepared this today. It's like Ryan is the chef. It's usually fatty and and beautiful. I love it. He's sous vide it. fatty. He's sous vide it with a sear. Yes. Yes. So anyway, download the the iHeartRadio app. It's free. It's easy. You can listen to us all the time and KNST all the time. And you can search Garrett Lewis and find my page and follow it. And you get up, you get little notifiers. Hey, there's something new. There's something new. So I've been told. Uh, And go to iHeartRadio.com if you don't have a phone or an iPad. And you can just check it out there, too. Three things. 
I think you need to know. Authorities have found um, 23 firearms at the hotel room of the uh, killer, uh, 19 more firearms at his house, and uh, military-grade ammo. And a couple of bump stocks to change his AR-15 from semi-automatic to fully automatic, but we don't know if that happened. It was there. They haven't really announced anything else but what I just told you. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, a U of A grad student is still missing, Christina Duarte. Uh, she is missing. She went to the, the show. She recently graduated from the U of A, got a job with the L.A. Kings. And uh, apparently friends said she lost her phone and her IDs, but nobody's heard from her. So this is, it's not good. Um, hopefully she's okay. At worst, hopefully she's in the hospital just getting treatment. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, the Republicans have uh, rejected the idea of an immediate gun vote, gun control vote, whatever, anything involving guns. Rejected it, thank goodness, just so you know. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, uh, there, uh, there's, man, these, I swear, these, these freaking people. Uh, let me start, throw me up over there if you don't mind. We'll put it in after, but uh, uh, this just a few minutes ago. Mike Barnacle, MSNBC, they hate Trump. It's always fun to hear these people go crazy. And maybe the shoe's on the other foot now because, listen, uh, we survived the Obama years, and it was it was tired, it was it was frustrating, it was depressing, right? All that stuff. Well, the Trump era has literally just begun. I mean, it's only been, I mean, not even nine months, not even nine, and we're exhausted by by the rhinos in the swamp, right? But Mike Barnacle uh, on MSNBC this morning, they covered Trump getting into uh, Marine One who then was going to go, obviously, to Air Force One and fly to Puerto Rico to help out. That's what he's doing. He's a leader. He's going to show which is what we're, which was going on. And all this crap against him in Puerto Rico, we know it's it's a bunch of lies. Puerto Rican politicians are saying the one mayor in San Juan is literally not showing up to any FEMA meetings. She is standing in front of pallets of supplies that were sent to her saying that they're all dying there. And even Geraldo's like, where are the people dying? Show me them. I'll report on it. What are you talking? She's a huge Hillary supporter. She's just bashing Trump. And Trump calls her out on it, and the media's like, how can you call her out on that? That's why the media sucks. Everybody hates him. Anyway, they're covering Trump getting on Marine One. And he gets on it, and he said, all right, I'm going to get out there. Trump literally said, all right, like we, there, there, need to, there needs to be help, right? Uh, they got to be, so we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to help. And Mike Barnacle of MSNBC, uh, am I up over there? Cool. All right, said this. Yeah, Joe, you know, this is this is personal. This is not here. It, it doesn't belong to anyone at this table other than mm. me. Yes. But watching the president of the United States just then, I was reminded again, as I am reminded nearly daily now, he exhausts me. I'm tired of seeing him. I'm tired of hearing him. I'm tired of wondering if he knows what he's saying what? or what he's doing. Yeah. Well, and and uh, that. Did you hear? Uh, you hear the face, Mika's face? Yeah. So Mike Barnacle is exhausted. He is fatigued. Trump has destroyed him, which I'm all about. By the way, I'm cool with that. So Mike, go home. Uh, it's only been nine months, Mike. How are you going to survive? I know. You know what? You you know what's frustrating, Mike? The economy is actually improving a lot. It's frustrating. He's actually proving to be right about a lot of things. I know it must be tough. It must be tough. He needs some milk. Yeah, he needs... Mike Barnacle needs something. He needs something. Uh, they don't like to talk about... I think it was yesterday. I saw a headline, and I got to read it. Manufacturing was up 13%. Things are actually okay. Uh, just so you know also. Yeah, manufacturing activity. Now, this is what it is. Not manufacturing activity in this country. This is before Trump gets tax reform done. 
before Obamacare's done. He's ahead of the pace of Reagan's regulation gutting, by the way. Um, manufacturing activity index is at a 13-year high. We're making stuff. Oh. Wow. It surged to a near 13-and-a-half-year high. Sure, hurricanes have something to do with it. we got to make stuff. you know. We, but we're doing it. A uh, measure of factory employment hit its highest level since 2011. These are big things that you're not hearing about in the news, are you? Right? You're not hearing about it. So Barnacle's broken. And I don't feel bad. You know, you sound like a whiny wimp right there. Just shut your mouth. You're exhausted. Uh, again, I, I was exhausted, but we, we trucked on, man. We trucked on. That's what you have to do. You just, you just keep on going. Uh, you want to know the media? ABC, this is a story I saw from Fox News. ABC News' Terry Moran blasts right-wing media on heels of Vegas Massacre. Right-wing media is me. It's you. You too, because you post stuff on social media, right-wing media, right? Uh, you know what, Terry Moran, again, he's an ABC News chief foreign correspondent. He's not supposed to have an opinion on anything. Good luck with that. Yeah. He tweeted out uh, yesterday, a Muslim commits an atrocity, right-wing media instantly politicize it. Pass the travel ban. U.S. mass shootings don't talk about guns. Hmm. Because, Terry, when we find out that the San Bernardino bombers were terrorists, believed in ISIS, that our own government didn't even check, do a, a, a considerable background check, look at the social media, of the wife of the, of the San Bernardino bombers where she actually claims she hates America and loves ISIS. Yet we let her right in. We let her right in. Yo, yes. And when James, do you remember, he's so mad about this. Pass the travel ban. If, it, if there's a Muslim commits an atrocity, he says, oh, this is just terrible. This is, this is too much. You know what we need? Um, and I'll, I'll, I can get it, I think, from this side. Uh, we need to hear what James, uh, John Brennan said. Do you remember what John Brennan said? Hang on, don't worry about it, Greg. I'll, I'll, I'll get it up in there. See, I am a, I'm a very talented guy, Greg. I believe that in my own mind a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, John Brennan, former CIA director for one Barack Obama. Do you remember what he said? And this is why we said pass the travel ban. Because when Barack Obama's own CIA director warns Congress about the threats of ISIS, we kick in at that point and say, maybe we should, you know, I don't know, pass the travel ban and stuff. Uh, hit play on that thing I just put up in there, if you don't mind. Oh, no, it's, it's in the, it's, yeah, you go. Hit play. Go ahead. ISIL has a large cadre of Western fighters okay. who could potentially serve as operatives for mm. attacks in the West. Yes. And the group is probably exploring a variety of means for infiltrating operatives into the West, including in refugee flows, smuggling routes, and legitimate methods of travel. So there you go. ISIS is going to send people to act as if refugees, act like they're refugees, being smuggled in, which is across our southern border. Or just legitimate means of travel, which is why we're like, okay, well, let's let's uh, let's not let everybody in. Let's let's ban the countries that have large amounts of people that actually believe in ISIS and could be ISIS fighters, and let's make sure we question the hell out of them before we let them in. No, that makes us bad people. So you get this dolt Terry Moran who actually says that, and yet if we say, all right, Terry, let's talk about guns. Let's say you decide to just ban guns altogether, right? Is that going to stop bad guys from getting guns? Uh, is that going to stop terrorists, bad guys, from getting a, a van, a car, and driving into a bunch of people, which they've done in Paris several times? 
uh, even in America, is in Canada. It happened last weekend in Edmonton. A Syrian, re- no, Somali refugee with an ISIS flag drove straight into a police officer, sending him 15 feet in the air, got out and tried to stab him to death. Uh, well, two weeks ago, terrorist attack on the subway in London. It was a bucket bomb, a five-gallon, are we going to ban all five-gallon buckets sold at Home Depot? So, no, we don't think taking guns away is go- from good people is going to do anything to stop bad people from getting them. And I got to look it up again, man. I make it. You know, there's a, there's a, a since the '90s, significant decline in in gun violence. But nobody wants to say that. Well, there's an uptick in mass shootings. Really? That's so. Gun violence is down like crazy. Nobody likes mass shootings. Nobody does. Taking guns away is not going to stop a, a, a mass shooting. So there you go. Blasts right wing uh, media for that. And by the way, I don't think that. I don't think anybody on talk radio politicized this and that. The only thing we criticized was the Democrats trying to say gun control right away. There's nothing else that's, that, that's you know, you can't, we don't know if the guy's a Trump supporter, a Hillary supporter, a Bernie supporter. We don't know. We did know the guy that shot at the Republicans playing baseball, hated Trump, hated Trump supporters, hated Republicans, loved Bernie Sanders. It was all over his Facebook page. Ugh, stupid media. This is why they're going out of business. Stupid media. Oh, I know you, you go to that again? Gun violence? Yeah, I know. I know. Is that what you're looking for? No, 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 no. There, there is a, there's an actual, um, there was a study done. It was John Lott that did it. It asked a bunch of people. There's like the, a study in asking people in prison that got locked up for gun crimes, gun violence, gun crimes, where they get them. And it was like 87% said friends and family in the black market. Uh, it was like 1.2% or something like that got it at gun shows. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, anyway, 652. We also have to get to, uh, Jimmy Kimmel crying. All of a sudden late night shows are becoming, uh, political outlets. This is what people want. You want Jimmy Kimmel to, and you know what Jimmy Kimmel did also? Oh, wait, you know who he worked with when it came to getting, uh, Obamacare repeal and repeal, uh, replay, uh, repeal and replace destroyed. I don't know if he's responsible for it, but he, I'll tell you all this stuff. This is why it's, you can't take anything that he says seriously. The guy's contaminated. He's tainted goods. 653, we'll continue in four. Morning ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792 sounds most stimulating. Talk. And get it. No, they'll all get it. They'll all get it. He was wrong about Obamacare then. He's wrong about it now. And before I tell you what he said about gun control, Jimmy Kimmel, if you don't know, when he was bashing the Obamacare appeal. He was being coached by Chuck Schumer. Did you know that? See, this happened on a Friday afternoon. It came out. He was being coached by Democrats on what to say. He was using his late-night talk show on ABC. As a political platform. Yes, and it was approved, by the way. You know, everything that he writes has to get seen by all the lawyers and the executives at ABC. They were okay with it. Yeah, Jimmy, we're okay with you doing this in your comedy show. Now, if he came out and said, Obama, you know what, guys? I think Obamacare is not good because people's health insurance rates are going up and it's not helping. You think they'd let him say that? Hell no. This is, out of all places, from the DailyBeast.com. Behind the scenes, the ABC star was getting an assist. Kimmel and his team were in touch with the healthcare officials, charities, and advocacy groups. Multiple sources told the Daily Beast. He was in touch with the office of Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who, according to a source familiar 
with their conversations, quote, provided technical guidance and info about the bill, as well as stats from various think tanks and experts on the effects of the Graham-Cassidy bill, which was the Obamacare repeal and replace bill. Sources close to Kimmel said he was prepared to speak out regardless, given Senator Cassidy's past invocation of the Jimmy Kimmel test. Schumer gave him encouragement to do so. The two had been in touch periodically over the last several months as prior legislative efforts were considered, and their conversations continued when Graham Cassidy began gaming steam. Quote, it's part of that continued conversation, a source said. Kimmel and his staff also spoke with other activists and organizations opposing Graham Cassidy in an effort to do his due diligence and his research, said one person familiar with the process. And people spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel helped kill the bill. I think McCain was going to kill it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know what this means, before we get more here, is that the Democratic Party is dead. They can't get their word out to convince people of what they want, so now they are going to Jimmy Kimmel. They're turning to Hollywood. And you know who likes Hollywood? Not us. Exactly. Almost nobody. <laughs> Not us. Almost nobody. That's why the ratings keep dropping for the Emmys and the Oscars, and ratings are down on TV, and rating and, and, and money is down. They're not making money at the movie theaters anymore. They're not, the films, they're not, people aren't going to see these things. They've had enough. It's the same thing as what the NFL players are doing. We're sick of having politics thrown at us all the time, right? You go to an NFL game, I don't want to see people sitting down, you know, marching against the flag and Marshawn Lynch wearing his the world versus Donald Trump shirt. Well, no, I want to watch football. If you watch Jimmy Kimmel's show, do you want to be talked to? There's all craziness happening in the world. That's supposed to be the escape, right? You know, you, you the whole day everybody's talking about the tragic shooting. Jimmy Kimmel's supposed to be there to make your, your day a little bit better and funnier and brighter and give you an escape. And instead, what does he do? Starts lecturing you about gun control. So Jimmy Kimmel's tainted goods. Everything he does now has an agenda to it, and that doesn't work. So let's play a little Jimmy Kimmel from last night. I have this whole monologue on my page at knst.com, and I'll put it on my Facebook page. Like it and follow it, facebook.com slash Radio. Here's Jimmy Kimmel. This is just, I want to hear him crying. And is it raw? I mean, I'll be honest. If you think it's too much that I make fun of him crying, I mean, he's from Vegas. The shooting happened. I get it. It's emotional. But it's like the dude's crying all the time. And, and I, I'm not the only one that feels this way. But just listen. Here we go. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, here we are again in the aftermath of another uh, terrible, inexplicable, shocking, and painful tragedy, this time in Las Vegas which happens to be my hometown and Cleto's hometown, Cleto Sr.'s hometown. And uh, as you know, at least 59 people are dead. It's terrible. You hear him crying. I don't remember, and I don't watch his show a lot, but I'm pretty sure I would have heard about it. Why doesn't Jimmy Kimmel cry when he hears about the shootings every weekend and every month in Chicago? I have a story right here before we get more of Jimmy Kimmel for you. August 1st of this year, so just a couple of months ago, wrap-up of the July shootings in Chicago. Now, I just said 59 people killed at the same... I mean, at once. It's just horrible, right? It's horrible. In Chicago, July of 2017, 410 people shot. 74 fatally. Is Jimmy Kimmel crying about that? No, he doesn't, he doesn't cry about that. You know what the other side would say? It's because he's racist. That's why. Because they're black and he's white and blah, 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 blah. And you're just, uh, no. 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 
You want to hear something even crazier? I mean, you look at all these stories. Here's April 26th of this year. April 26th of this year. CBSnews.com report 1,000 shooting victims in Chicago this year so far. They hit 1,000 by April 26th. Did Jimmy Kimmel cry about that one and push for gun control? Did that happen? No? How about half the year? How about halfway through 2017? How about that, right? Halfway through 2017. This this came out uh, June 30th. Uh, 323 people have died in Chicago uh, through June 30th. Chicago violence. One more homicide than a year earlier. 323. The number of shooting victims did drop 11% from the first half of 2016, but it's still high, and this year's shooting toll is hundreds more than in the first six months of 2013, 2014, and 2015. So you have all these people getting shot, getting killed. Jimmy Kimmel didn't cry about that one now, did he? No, 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 no. Uh, They're on pace for over 700 homicides for a second consecutive year. Crazy, isn't it? But Jimmy Kimmel, oh boy, he's crying now. Oh yeah, now he's crying. Hypocrite, I think so. Let's play a little bit. We're going to play some of it. It's uh, number 19, number 19. Open it up if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to play just a little bit of it, and then we'll play more after the break, and we'll get to uh, the other guy. What's his name? Um, James uh, Corden. He's, if you don't know who he is, he's the late, late guy. He's the one that comes on. Uh, at, on CB? No, ABC. What channel is he on? CBS. Uh, CBS. He does the, he does the uh, okay. singing in the car. With yeah, the stars. They, exactly. Okay, there. And he's, oh, and yes. So he's on after Colbert. Who watched that? Anyway, here's Jimmy Kimmel uh, going after the gun lobby. Here we go. And Senate Senate Majority and Leader Congress. Mitch McConnell, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, a number of other lawmakers who won't do anything about this because the NRA has their balls in a money clip. Also oh. sent their thoughts and their prayers today. Which uh, is is good. They should be praying. They should be praying for God to forgive them for letting the gun lobby lobby run this country because wow. it is uh, it, it's so crazy right now. There are loopholes in the law that let people avoid background checks if they buy a gun privately from another party, if they buy a gun online or at a gun show. Pause it. Uh, that's factually incorrect. You can't buy a gun online. You can't do. What you can do is you buy a gun, it gets sent to a federal uh, federal licensed dealer, an FFL, Federal Firearms Licensed Dealer, and then they do the background check on you when you go in there to pick it up. It doesn't get sent to your home. That doesn't happen. And it's not a loophole. It's the law. If I can sell a set of steak knives to Ryan, I can sell my car to Ryan. Terrorists use cars to kill people now. They use buckets. If I look at Ryan and say, I want to sell you my gun, why can't I do that? I will get that study about how many of these actual people... Uh, I mean, by the way, if it was illegal, imagine this. This is the genius of Jimmy Kimmel, right? Hey, Jimmy. If I want to sell one of my guns to Ryan, and I say to Ryan, forget the background check, I'll just sell this to you for 500 bucks, and Ryan says, okay, how are you going to stop it, right? How are you going to stop that? If I say, Ryan, just give me 500 bucks, give my gun, forget the background checks, how are you going to stop that? You can't. You think bad guys are all of a sudden going to grow conscious and go, wait a second, man, I'm trying to buy my uh, this AR-15 off of you. Let's stop what we're doing and go through a background check. Men- you know, mental midget. 
It what? still doesn't prevent somebody from going crazy. No, exactly. Years down the road. Hey, there you go. A month yep. down the road. I know. So you could comment about Jimmy if you'd like. I have more. There's more that he says that it's going to, you're going to say, what did he just say? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, it's coming up. We'll get more to it in five. 719 Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. People at a gun show, and if I want to sell you know, 15 of my guns to hopefully get some money, I could do that and just sell them without, you know, I'm not a federal licensed dealer. But I can do that. But most people that go to the shows are uh, have FFLs, and they have to then do background checks. Correct. So that's like another myth that's out there. But they want people to believe it. If you say it enough, it happens to be true. It's it's annoying, isn't it? It is. It is. And my father bought one online, just like you said, and it had to go through a regular license dealer, and he had to go through a background check as well. Exactly. It's not like some you know some bad person or you know Mahmoud Abdullah Abdullah. Can sit there and say, I'm going to buy 15 guns and I'll send to my house and uh, and we're going to take this and go uh, do a terrorist act or something like that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And what people don't realize, and you, you hit the nail on the head earlier um, in your show, is that, I'm sorry, laws are not going to stop the bad guys from getting it. I want to be able to protect myself and my family, and laws could prohibit that, but they're still going to get what they want. Yep. Again, what's to say? We had the, we had the bucket bombing uh, two weeks ago in London. You know, in a, in a banned buckets? Are you going to ban mm-hmm. rental cars, vans? Because they remember the guy had a, you know, he stole a dump truck, a garbage truck in uh, in Nice and ran over a bunch of people. It was horrible. I mean, what what's exactly. next? I mean, it's it's just it's there's always going to be evil in the world unless you want to be North Korea, where the government literally controls everyone and everything to make sure they don't do anything wrong. Uh, unfortunately, these things are going to happen, and it's not the right answer for the victims or their families. And I get that, but that's just the reality. Absolutely correct, Veronica. Thank you so much for listening and for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. You t- oh, I apologize. You have a good day. No, oh, stop it. Thank you very much. You take care. She's too nice. How are you feeling over there, Gramps? Oh, will you stop it? <laughs> you know what? You know what? what? She's, a, she's made me think of something. If she's willing to say sir to me, why can't my wife? Right? Why can't? I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to get that sound. I'm going to bring that call. Ryan, i got to get that call. i got to bring don't, it back. Don't get me involved. No, I have to. And I'm going to say, and I, and I will. I'm going to say, listen, uh, Ab, Ryan said... It sounded really good when this caller, a very nice woman named Veronica, was addressing me and kept calling me sir. So we should probably carry that over to the home. And I'd love it if you would be like, you know, Garrett, can you please take out the garbage, sir? Um, Garrett, can you please make me dinner now, sir? Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be great if all the wives in the world addressed us that way? This is how you wake up with a pillow stuffed over your face. Well, <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's such a. You could try. Try it. Try it and make sure your phone is recording yeah. when it happens. Uh-huh. Can you do it? She this, does this watch evening? Snapped quite a bit. Oh yeah, Snapped. She it's knows not, how to get out of things. She's trying to learn. Um, <laughs> she's trying very hard. Very hard to learn. Uh, may, maybe you know. Generally, uh, if I did ask her that, of course, I think she would. Uh, she would address me, and like the last part of the word would be whole. So, I can see that. Yeah, me too. And then he gets what? Some cold water dumped on your face, head. Should we, hey, can you uh, use your bartender skills I don't know, and make I don't me know. a the, drink? The cold me, water. The cold me, water comes from the kitchen, and she doesn't really know where things are. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Should I ask you to get her a drink of water, or make her a drink, and she'll throw it in your face? There you go. Thank you. Thank you, hon. Bam. Oh man. All right, uh, seven thirty-one. Here's your sir. Thank you. Uh, we'll get more to, to the Kimmel stuff in a bit because it's it's really that it's really that insane. I just wanted you to know I found this really quick and I tweeted it at Jimmy Kimmel. I said, uh, Jimmy, maybe you should do some prep for your show so you don't sound like an ignorant jackass. And I sent the this story 
um, from well that it showed where I I you guys are distracting me. I sent the story. It's okay. I sent the story about where criminals get their firearms, and and this is this. It was a survey conducted by researchers from Duke University and the University of Chicago. I've talked about this on the show in the past. They found criminals obtain their firearms almost exclusively from friends and family. It was funded by the Joyce Foundation, right? And this is this is a couple years old, by the way. This this story came out September of 2015. Uh, what happened is that uh, they went to Chicago. <laughs> they interviewed 99 inmates at Chicago's Cook County Jail that had illegally possessed a gun within six months of their incarceration. Found most criminals only acquired guns from people they knew and trusted. It's rare for offenders to buy from licensed dealers and also rare for them to steal guns, the study said. Rather, the predominant sources of guns to offenders are family, acquaintances, fellow gang members, which is to say members of their social network. That's what it is. Only two of the 70 primary guns, that's 3%, and no secondary guns reported purchased as directly from a gun store. Rifles, shotguns, firearms that be classified as assault weapons under Illinois law made up a small percentage of the guns criminals reported they had owned. They generally own handguns. So, what does this mean? This means that all these things that, that these, uh, these the Jimmy Kimmel, the rest of them say, gun show loopholes, all that, it's not where they get their firearms, and laws aren't going to stop them from having a friend or a gang member go get a gun and they take it from them or buy it from them or have it given to them. Uh, seven, oh, you know, if you can hang on, we'll get to that. We'll get more of your reaction to this. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Also, more from Kimmel, because apparently he thinks you're going to get an M16. you got to hear it to believe it. Right now on KNST, here's the latest from Fox. Talk. 740, thank you for hanging out. Remember, if you're getting uh, close to work, go to KNST.com at your desk. Listen on iHeartRadio with the app, iHeartRadio.com. It's free app. It's easy to download. It takes like a second. And on top of that, you could even follow the Garrett Lewis channel that's there. Uh, just search Garrett Lewis. It's what you do. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, authorities have found uh, apparently a, they're calling it an arsenal. 23 firearms in the hotel room, 19 in the shooter's home, military-grade ammo. Uh, his brother's like, we have no idea where he got this from. Uh, he has one brother that lives in Tucson still. And his brother told the local newspaper, I haven't talked to him in years, so that's that. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, and apparently, by the way, relatives say he was worth about $2 million. It's all strange. Uh, second thing I think you need to know, a U of A grad student is missing, Christina Duarte. Uh, she went to the show. Uh, a, law, a friend says she lost her cell phone and her license. So they don't, they always heard from her, which is scary. So I hope that everything is okay, that she's at least getting some treatment at a hospital or something, and she'll be okay. Third thing I think you need to know the economy, how about this one, huh? Uh, you have manufacturing index. The manufacturing activity index at a 13-and-a-half-year high. Uh, factory employment hit its highest level since 2011. There you go. Three things I think you need to know. Um, just so you know, also, we're playing the Jimmy Kimmel stuff, and there's more coming. I mean, this guy is such a hypocrite. Uh, we've been talking about this. If you're just tuning in, Jimmy Kimmel spent uh, his monologue 10 minutes last night bashing uh, pro-gun people, bashing the NRA, bashing uh, any members of Congress that voted... Uh, against gun control. Uh, do you know that Jimmy Kimmel, after he came out bashing Republicans and sticking up for Obamacare, doing everything he can to sink the Obamacare repeal and replace, apparently Trump supporters would show up to the studio and just give him an earful. He didn't like that. You know what Jimmy Kimmel did? Hired armed security. That's right. The guy that doesn't want you to have firearms and wants gun control and everything else 
No, it's, I'm not saying you can't have it. We just can't have people getting M16s. You'll hear that. They don't, Jimmy. They don't. But this guy, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, this is really crazy. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, according to reports, responded to issues that he's having with some protesters at the show. And he brought this on. He's not supposed to talk politics, man. Not Unless you make fun of everybody, which is fine. But apparently he has added security to the tapings, increasing personnel at both the front and the back entrances. The additional security consists of, you ready for this, highly trained off-duty police officers. Hmm. Because he has received emails and letters and stuff like that uh, from protesters. So, he can do this, but man, oh man, oh man, he wants to make sure that you don't have the ability to buy the weapons that you want to protect yourself. But he can protect himself. That is a typical hypocrite. This is a Hollywood elitist right there. Uh, we'll get more from Jimmy in just a second. Let's go to uh, Vicky. Vicky, welcome to KNST. Hi. <laughs> Good morning, Jared. How morning. are you? Good. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I went online, and I went to my favorite gun shop website. Yeah. And I ordered an HK 9mm. Okay. They, uh, down below it listed, these are the FFLs um, that you can have it shipped to. I picked one near the house. It was shipped to them. And I noticed on the website that it said, um, if by chance you don't clear the background check, Mm -hmm. You have to, and they send the gun back, you have to pursue getting your money back. So it was sent to my FFL. Uh, <clears throat> I went and picked it up last week. He did the background check right then and there. And I got my baby. So, and you got it. Piece of, uh, and I got it. And I'm really excited. We have a new unique gun, an M16, I hear? Yes, apparently you can get an M16. Well, we'll hear Jimmy Kimmel oh. say it. We'll hear he, because he believes apparently that there's no reason we can't have gun control laws to stop you from getting an M16. Oh, man. It'd be fun to shoot, wouldn't it? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it has to be quite unique and, and rare. I've got to be on the lookout for that. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Unbelievable. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Vicky. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Uh, 7.45 now on KNST AM 7. Let's open that up and go uh, yeah, go about 30 seconds in, uh, Greg, that little gap right there. That's where we left off after he said you can buy a gun online and stuff like that. Here's more Jimmy Kimmel. Go ahead. So I want to show you something. These are the face of the senators who days after the shooting in Orlando voted against a bill that would have closed those loopholes. These are the hmm. 56 senators who didn't want to do anything about that. Now, 90% of Democrats, I'm not talking about politicians here, I'm talking about people, and 70, 77% of Republicans support background checks at gun shows. 89% of Republicans and Democrats are in favor of restricting gun ownership for the mentally ill. But not this gang. They voted against both of those things. How do you do that, Jimmy? So, with all due respect, your thoughts and your prayers are insufficient. And, by the way, the House of Representatives will be voting on a piece of legislation this week. It's a bill to legalize the sale of, of silencers for guns. This is what they're working on. We have a major problem with gun violence in this country, and I guess they don't care. It's actually if going I'm wrong down. on that, fine, do yes. something about it, because yes. I'm sick of it. Wow. And, um, you know, I want this to be a comedy show. I hate talking about stuff like this. You should be funny. I just want to, you know, 
laugh about things every night. Oh, here we go, crying. That, it seems to be coming uh, increasingly difficult lately. It, it feels like someone has opened a, a window into hell. Mm. And what I'm talking about tonight isn't about gun control. It's about common sense. Common sense says no good will ever come from allowing a person to have weapons that can take down 527 Americans at a concert. Common sense says you don't let those who suffer from mental illness mm -hmm. buy guns. You know, in June of happen? last year, the NRA fought to make sure people on the no-fly list can buy guns. They aren't allowed to get on a plane. They're allowed to own a, a very dangerous gun. Who thinks that makes sense? Them, I guess, the people who voted with the NRA. Maybe I'm nuts, but I would like to think we can put politics aside and agree that no American citizen needs an M16. There you go. Or 10 of them. Oh, yeah. And maybe that way we don't do this again. I Man. mean, that seems very reasonable to me. There you go. So there's a lot there. You heard the M16 stuff, right? And the no-fly list. Are you aware of that? The government has mistakenly put lots of people on the no-fly list. Do you know how difficult it is to actually get off of the no-fly list? There's no proof. People have tried, so then it could take years to literally get off the no-fly list. And in that time, then you're not allowed to buy a gun, even though the government screwed up? Yeah, facts. And he already said we have a gun violence problem in this country. You heard that, right? Gun violence problem? Uh, NPR even had this story. You ready for this? This is from May 7, 2013, just, just so you know. Rate of U.S. gun violence has fallen since 1993, study says. Well, Garrett, I mean, that's... I mean, come on. That's, that's, that's old. Well, since 93, U.S. has seen a drop in the rate of homicides and other violence involving guns, according to two new studies released Tuesday. This is, again, four years ago. Steep drop for violence in the 90s. They saw the modest drops in crime rates since 2000. All this stuff. All this stuff. Why, why is that? Okay, that, that happened there, right? Or What more do you have? What more do you have? Let's go to October 21st, 2015. PewResearch.org. Gun homicides. Steady after decline in 90s. Suicide rate edges up. Hmm. Now, what? What are some of the reasons do you think maybe that people actually want to do these kinds of crimes? Is it because the economy sucks? It's tanked? When people have money and jobs, they tend to not do this kind of stuff. So we've had a, we've had a tough go of it, haven't we? Hmm. Again, he hasn't said anything about Chicago and all the shootings in Chicago. Again, just literally, just in July, there were, how many, what did I say, 470 people shot, 74 fatally. Just in July in Chicago. Nothing from that guy, right? Nothing. Um, yeah, and this is a great email right here. Uh, did, uh, did Jimmy bash Democrats for not passing gun control laws in 2009 and 2010 when they had both houses and Obama in the White House? Republicans couldn't stop anything. No, of course not. He is, I mean, that's 10 minutes, by the way. It was, I only cut a few minutes out, but it was 10 minutes of a monologue of a comedy show. We're sick of it. Don't throw up my face. And you're wrong about so many things. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And I got this great, this is a great email right here too, really fast, really fast, uh, from Anthony. How the hell could Jimmy be one of the hosts on the man show back in the day without him, Corolla, talking about manly stuff, watching chicks jump on trampolines while drinking beer? Remember they did that? It was him and Adam Carolla. It was funny. It was the man show. They would have girls jumping on trampolines. They would drink beer, all kinds of stuff. How could he turn into such a female body part? I don't get this dude. He cries every week now on his stupid show. What a was so sick of his liberal behind. Adam Carolla, on the other hand, really stuck to his roots. He's a total conservative and speaks his mind. It's true. It's true. He's a Hollywood elitist hanging out with his buddies. They can't seem mean. 
750. We'll continue in five. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Evil. And there's no amount of rules or laws. I mean, for those who think that gun control would have prevented this, we already have laws against murder. This is a person who murdered 58 people, last I knew, hundreds wounded. There are laws against all those things. So the idea that one more law would have precluded this person from doing this is an asinine comment. Mm. It really is. And I've heard it from so many people. And for those who are trying to politicize this, I think it's a shame. This is a time when our nation, understandably, uh, has been rocked by this. And I think it's an opportunity for us to come together and talk about why the divisiveness is so celebrated by so many uh, for sometimes no good reason. Uh, we need to be more united. There you go. Hell of a comment by that guy, isn't it? It makes sense. How do you regulate this stuff? And let me just one more time, and, and I'll, I'll get into it in, uh, in, in greater detail now that I have a little bit of time. And I tweeted this to Jimmy Kimmel, and he probably won't answer it, and that's okay. That's fine. But Jimmy Kimmel, and I told you about this, got coached by Chuck Schumer and special interest groups about being against the Obamacare repeal and replace bill. And now he's pushing gun control. Gun control. And he's talking about gun violence is going up and all these things are happening. And that's not actually the case. And he's talking about gun show loopholes. And you can get an M16 and all this other stuff. That That's actually not the case as well. And then you have that study that was done at Cook County Jail. Cook County Jail. Man, oh man, oh man. 99 inmates. It's only 99. I get it. 99 inmates. Uh, they were asked how you know, they, they were recently incarcerated, by the way, uh, these criminals for gun gun crimes. Uh, and it found this is interesting survey conducted by research researchers from Duke University and University of Chicago found Chicago criminals obtain their firearms almost exclusively from friends and family. Yep. Ninety nine inmates were uh, were interviewed. They had illegally possessed a gun within six months of their incarceration. Most criminals, the study found, only acquired guns from people they knew and trusted. Gang members, family, friends, that kind of stuff. A majority of the primary guns, 40 of the 48 for which we have detailed information on the source, were obtained from family, fellow gang members, or other social connections. The fraction is still higher for secondary guns. Only two of the 70 primary guns that were that were in the study, which is just 3%, and no secondary guns were reported as purchased directly from a gun store. Bad people don't go through background checks because they realize they can't pass the background check. It's not that hard to figure out. Jimmy Kimmel needs a little help here. Uh, the survey also found that criminals preferred handguns by a wide margin, not the, not the kind of firearms that were used by the lunatic nut job that was up in Vegas. Rifles, shotguns, and firearms that would be classified as assault weapons under Illinois law made up a small percentage of the guns criminals reported they had owned. Additionally, the survey found criminals kept their firearms for only a short period of time and had little knowledge of firearms. No way. So again, responsible people that go through background checks that learn about this stuff to protect themselves and their family, why should they be targeted? Yeah. The researchers noted many uh, that the findings may challenge what many believe about how criminals obtain the firearms. Harold Pollack, co-director of the University of Chicago's Crime Lab, co-author of the survey, told the Chicago Sun-Times some of the pathways people are concerned about don't seem so dominant. You know what that means? Gun shows. Gun rights groups, the NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, all those other stuff. Yes, they're, they're mad, and they're trying to make sure that the, the, the misguided attempts to go after gun shows never happens, never comes to fruition. 
University of Chicago Crime Lab survey said the same thing as the U.S. Bureau of Justice. Criminals get their guns from friends and family, not gun shows, says Lars Dalesdale, spokesman for the NRA. Criminals don't obey laws. That's why we call them criminals. That's what this guy said, and there you go. So we have that. Really quick, we have uh, our engineer, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, and he's, oh, I'm throwing off. He's got a beard now. He goes on vacation for a week, and he has a beard. And uh, he was in Vegas. He found himself. There you go. Yeah, found himself in the Hooters Casino in Vegas. <laughs> so we had you on yesterday, but your phone sucked because you were inside the hotel. Yep. You should have fixed that as an engineer, but we'll let that go. So uh, you were in there. So the shooting happened. You didn't hear the shooting. You got you and your buddies who just decided to go play Buck Blackjack, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, you you just, you literally, like, you hear a stampede of people coming toward the, the door of the Hooters Casino? Yeah, from the opposite side of the casino. Um, where the shooting took place, people yeah. just surged towards the exits. Okay. And they're glass doors you can see through. So it was clear that we needed to get outside and get a, a better bearing of the situation. Uh, everyone inside had to. Um, it was unknown whether there was you know one shooter or multiple or so, where they were coming from. So literally from. people were coming in from the outside, and people from the inside were like, what the hell's going on? Let's go outside and look? Right. There, there's two sides. So from the side okay. of the concert, they were, coming, they were flowing in that way. You went to the other side to go outside and look? Correct. Okay. And when you when you went out there, what happened? What'd you hear? What'd you see? Uh, when I, me and my buddies, and everyone went outside, we heard this machine gun fire uh, reverberating from the buildings. I mean, we God. were on the same block, I believe the Hooters is, uh, and it, it was you know. Oh man, that'll put you in a certain mode, and hopefully, you know, you got to keep a calm head about it. That's the most important thing. There was a lot of panic, but a lot of people doing good by other people and helping them out. People who weren't, you know, able to, mm-hmm. to make for themselves. But uh, everyone ran in a particular direction, opposite of the gunfire. Uh, me and my friends made a decision to do like a zigzag uh, block pattern. So up one block. You didn't want to just right. go back into the Hooters Casino and be safe? No, no, I didn't feel safe there. I, really? We were assuming that the attack would be on the Strip, most populated area. So we needed to get away from the Strip. Wow. So you ran outside, <clears throat> zigzagging, trying to get away from the gunfire sound. Well, not just zigzagging in the middle of the street. No, but, no, but, but like between one buildings, block yeah, and yeah, through alleys. And, and that whole time, could you hear the gunfire? Uh, it lasted. Or was it over by then? It was near the end by that point. Okay. So so you did that, and then you ended up where? Just some random hotel? Uh, no, I ended up somewhere far, far more north, not near our hotel. We stayed at Treasure Island. Okay. Um, we wanted to get back there later, but we wanted things to calm down and actually get some information because there was nothing out there as to what was yeah. going on. Mm. So, uh, you know, we had a north. With some people and went to the West End, which is pretty far from the Strip. Not not pretty far, but you did know, they let you in? Yeah, they okay. Did. They had a bar there, and we just you know chilled yeah. out. Because <laughs> a lot of the problems, the hotels were not letting people in. They were locked uh-huh. down also, so people were stuck sometimes on the streets, wow. whether it was their hotel or not. L- luckily, I wasn't there to experience that. My but, goodness. Uh, now I do want to say that the law enforcement, uh, police cruisers, and, and such, they were really on top of it. Uh, there was a lot of confusion in the cars, which didn't help the situation when mm-hmm. it came to the law enforcement. Uh, but there were, you know, five cop cars uh, in a row headed towards the scene. You'd see them. And then you'd, you'd have a ro- uh, police cruiser, a uh, fire truck, and then five ambulances zooming mm. out of there. Just, you know, as sort of a blockade. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that, that is uh, it is intense. Yeah. Kudos to them. Yeah. You know, again, these same guys that the NFL players want to uh, object to. I don't know if you saw this. Last night, Monday Night mm. Football. Ratings are down again. I'll get to that. Uh, but apparently uh, there was a moment of silence. Monday Night Football game, everybody stood for that. And then and it was the Chiefs and uh, the Redskins. So everybody stood for that. And then when the National Anthem started to play, three of the Chiefs players decided to go take a seat on the bench. 
So classy. Mm. Um, so, all right. So I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you did okay. I can't imagine how freaky that was. Uh, did your cell phone even work? Did you get any service or was it just crazy? At, at first, yes. Okay, and then but after that, it slow gone. slow decline. After that, uh, yeah. I actually reached out to my father, who's uh, ex-military for several years, and uh, asked him what was going on. He had no clue, so he pulled up the police scanner for the uh, the county uh, mm-hmm. sheriff department and was uh, texting me info. Wow, His text takes low data, and it worked fine. And okay. he could update me on you know suspects and how many shooters and and incidents. And so, what like time that. did you get back to the hotel, Treasure Island? Uh, like five a.m. Vegas. Um, all right. Uh, well, dude, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that. I mean, did you see any people that were injured, shot, that kind of stuff? Thankfully, no. Okay. Um, but a lot of, uh, heartbroken people and crying from people who have did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just freaky. Just freaky. Well, Daniel, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you were safe. Uh, and I, uh, thank you for, for sharing your experience. I really do appreciate it, man. Nope. Thanks for having me. Uh, you got it. 818. We'll continue. Uh, 880 KNST, 880-5678. I have some some more sound bites for you as well, including, uh, again, you have some members of Congress that are obsessed with impeachment, even though it's never going to happen. Uh, one of them made kind of a fool of himself, I think, on the, the House floor yesterday. We'll get to that. We'll also play the other late-night talk show host who... Uh, Decided to go all political about gun control. That's coming up. And your calls. Morning Ritual. We're back in five. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Ask your wife. 826 on this Tuesday. Twitter. Follow me. At Garrett Lewis. At Garrett Lewis. It's very simple to do. You just go to at Garrett Lewis. Two R's, one T. And you click follow. That'd be cool. Then uh, we could be friends that way. And you get to see things I write. And you can respond. And we go back and forth. Uh, again, I have uh, done this to Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, you know, good old Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Maybe he should be like the Seinfeld Jimmy where he talks in the third person. Jimmy likes Elaine. Jimmy's got the moves. Jimmy's going to put the moves on. Anyway, you didn't see that one, did you? Stink. Nope. Sorry. Thank you very much. I uh, tried. Let's play some Al Green. Not the music. The I congressman. The crazy congressman. This this is just too much. you got to hear this. Now, this took place yesterday on the House floor uh, where... Sorry, I spilled some food on my laptop. I don't want that to break. Uh, where Al Green gets up there on the floor of the House and decides to say this. Here we go. Mr. Speaker, our nation is in mourning. Many hearts are bleeding. Mr. Speaker, there is much suffering. Lives have been lost in a senseless, needless manner in Las Vegas. Mr. Speaker, there is a right time for all things. This is a time for our nation to mourn and for hearts to heal. Mm. Mr. Speaker, I announce that impeachment is postponed. Oh, okay. Let us mourn. Let us heal. I yield back my time. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm only assuming that on the House floor, somebody was like, uh, who wants to be the person to tell Al up there that we're actually talking about, like, tax reform right now? He's just, the guy always talks about impeachment. Do you want to tell him? I don't want to tell him. You know what it's like to work with that Congressman Al Green, right? When you're sitting up there like, all right, uh, we're going to take debate now on Obamacare repeal and replacement. Impeach! Oh, here we go, Al. Great. Here we go. It's like he's Tourette's. Everything's... Okay, now we're going to talk about uh, what we can do to try to make sure 
that we uh, that that we can get some tax reform done. Impeach. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Al. Anything else to Im- impeach? Okay, great. Uh, before you even talk, hey, uh, Al, you see the uh, you see the game last night? Impeach. Al, we're talking about the game. Oh, what about his uh, his sister? I'm telling he he is the both of them. He's the male version of Maxine Waters. Yeah, or she's the female version of Al Green. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. They almost make Raul Grajalva look smart. It's this close. It's this close. I said almost. Stop it. It's almost. Why do you have to do that? I said almost. <laughs> you leave me alone. Uh, let's play one more Mike Barnacle. We played him a couple hours ago. Let's do number 20 real quick. This is just, I, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. But whatever, Mike Mike Barnacle, uh, MSNBC this morning, apparently thinks that uh, we are being lied to by I, who, Trump or something like that. We're being fed information. Listen to this. Here we go. What are they fed? Take a look and listen to our politics over the last three decades. It's the politics of fear, not the politics of hope. You grow your candidacy on fear. And Be afraid of the other. Be afraid of the immigrant. Be afraid of the gays. Be afraid of the culture being stripped from you. It's the politics of fear. Someone is always out there lurking to take something from you. Defend yourself. Wow. So we're being apparently be, be afraid of an immigrant. No. We're not afraid of immigrants. We just don't like uh, unfair advantages. We don't like people uh, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yeah, that too. It's not immigrants. It's illegal immigrants. But okay, be afraid of the gays. Why? What? What? What is that even? What's going on? You have no fashion sense. Well, that's you know what. Then it's good because then I can learn. I got a wife for that. (laughs) I got a text from Digital Mike out there in Chicago in the Killing Land that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't mention. And he texts, Jimmy's down! Because that's what happened in that Seinfeld episode. (laughs) I read it and I'm like... Uh, You don't get it because you just don't understand the brilliance of Seinfeld. Everything relates back to Seinfeld, even if he's a wacko. But it's it's true. Everything goes back to Seinfeld. All right, so we have that. Uh, Really quick also, I don't understand this. This person is allegedly a comedian. I've never heard... Have you heard of this person? Within the prep. Do you you know what this person's name is, this, this, uh, this girl? Um... Her name is Megan Amram, A-M-R-A-M. Comedy writer. Jokes about Vegas shooter. Really? Okay. Megan Amram. I know Amram is a missile. Well, apparently, she tweeted, uh, she tweeted something about uh, the stereotype of the mass shooter. It says here, she responded to a TMZ story that the Vegas massacre gunman, Stephen Paddock, doesn't fit the typical mass shooter profile. And she responded to them by saying, by tweeting, quote, white man, question mark, sure does. So apparently the only people that actually do mass shootings are white men. White men. Did you know that? It's news. Hmm. All white men. That's what we do. Uh, should I be afraid? Well, me, it's only, if it was only like 15 of you, I would, I would do it, but there's only one of you right there. So you're okay for now. Yeah. But I'm pretty big. Yeah. You take a few. I could be a big man. That's true. So she wrote, uh, apparently if only there was a way to have known he was going to use that rifle of a, a rifle for assault, uh, and then followed by Trump, please ban Americans from traveling to the United States. They are far too dangerous to let in. I mean, that's a comedy writer right there. That's funny. That is funny. 
She also, on September 21st, tweeted, I agree with Republicans because I want, I too want millions of people to die so I can get revenge on black president. I don't, again, I don't know why or how this is funny. Apparently she used to write for Parks and Rec and that kind of stuff. And did you hear about the lawyer that lost her job because of what she did and what she said? Well, what she wrote on Facebook. These people are real geniuses. She wrote a disgusting thing and lost her job uh, very quickly uh, at CBS. I will tell you about that. Uh, Monday Night Football ratings down. Um, there's more. There's more that I have for you on this. Oh, and we got to get to Chuck Schumer, too, what Chuck said. We'll get to all that. 833 on KNST AM 790. you got to hear what he said, too. These people are pushing gun control. It's crazy. It's crazy. We'll continue. And then we'll get to James. We have a lot. Just don't go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Here is Fox. 839, how you doing? What is going on? Uh, don't forget, download the free iHeartRadio app. I can't say it enough. And then, of course, search for my channel. Search Garrett Lewis. So you get my channel. And there's all kinds of choice cuts. Ryan's choice cuts. Full shows. You name it. It's all there. Maybe you should put the whole like Jimmy Kimmel thing up from the 7 o'clock hour. I think it'd be I'll pretty cool. I'll grab that. That's fine. Okay. Besides the whole show. I thought it was really good. Uh, three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, stories coming out more about the Vegas shooter. He had a $2 million net worth. Why did he do all this then? Did he just lose all his money and snap? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, they also found 23 firearms in the hotel. Authorities did 19 more at his home. Ammo, getting all kinds of stuff. Military, you could buy military-grade ammo at a, at a gun shop. I get Okay, fine. You got it. You got it. Uh, they found all that kind of stuff there, and they still have no idea why he did what he did, and they may never know, but they want to bring the girlfriend back, who apparently is in Japan, because she may have some insight into what the heck he was thinking, because the family doesn't know. By the way, he has a brother that's here in Tucson, because this guy was uh, in Tucson for a few years. His, one of his brothers has remained, but that brother hasn't talked to him uh, in years, and obviously will not ever again either. So you have that. Second thing that I think you need to know, a U of A grad, a recent grad, Christina Duarte, was at the Vegas uh, concert when the shooting happened. Friends, and she's missing. Friends have not heard from her. She, now, the friends say that she lost her license, and her cell phone before the shooting happened. Uh, she took a job with the LA Kings, but nobody has heard from her. So hopefully she is okay. Hopefully she's recovering somewhere, God forbid, or something. But uh, it, it's just it's distressing, isn't it? Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, manufacturing. Uh, the activity, U.S. manufacturing activity, surged to a near 13-and-a-half-year high in September. They're saying disruptions to the supply chains caused by Hurricanes Harvey and Arma resulted in factories taking longer to deliver goods and boosted raw material prices. Still, though, uh, factory employment hit its highest level since 2011. Three things that I think you need to know. Um, we have the, uh, the Chuck Schumer. Let's play Chuck Schumer first. We'll get to Monday Night Football ratings and all kinds of stuff. Chuck Schumer. Uh, was on the the Senate floor yesterday, and this is typical Washington crap. Again, pushing for gun control. Just got to listen to what he says. He actually has some things that I agree with. You you will agree with it as well. Listen to this. Here we go. And we're left with many questions whose answers we'll be seeking in the coming days and weeks. How did this monster acquire the arsenal he used to rain down death on crowded innocents? Good question. Were those guns purchased and compiled legally? Good question. Was this person, what was this person's perverted motive? Yep, good question. Is there any history of mental health issues? 
What circumstances could lead a man to commit such violence upon his fellow human beings? Yes. Complete strangers. Great question. <clears throat> what twisted reasoning? What demented logic? What kind of madness? Great questions. There's much more that we don't know than what we do know. Some of the questions we have today won't have clear answers. Others are perhaps beyond our fathoming. But some will have answers. And we'll have to reckon with the fact that this man was able to assemble an arsenal of military-grade weapons. As much as we might hope to, we cannot banish evil from the earth. Congress can't do that. The president can't do that. Okay. What Congress can do, what Congress must do, what? is pass laws to Why? keep our citizens safe. Why? And that starts with laws that help prevent guns, especially the most dangerous guns from falling into the wrong hands. So, okay, Chuck Schumer went from actually being right. We have no idea the answers to these questions. We have no idea what they are. We don't know any of this stuff. But then, typical politician, even though we don't know the answers to any of these things, we will pass laws to stop stuff. Will it make a difference? We don't know. We don't know why he did what he did, how he did what he did, any of that. But we're going to pass laws to make sure you can't do it also. Typical. Right? Typical. Oh, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky Schumer. Chucky Schumer. Uh, now, this this is where the stupid comes out of people. Besides Chuck Schumer. And he was smart for a little bit. He had great questions. Did you hear about this uh, CBS lawyer, this legal executive at CBS, Haley, Haley Geftman-Gold? Uh, what an idiot. What is with people that they feel like they have to tell everybody else in the world what they think? Give their opinion. If I didn't have this job, you wouldn't give a crap about my opinion. I would totally understand it. Like, But I get paid... To try to tell you what's going on and give my opinion about it, and we can we can talk, right? Uh, but if I'm your butcher, if I'm your if I'm your landscaper, like you don't give a crap about. I mean, I I don't care, and you shouldn't care, and that's fine. But this uh, this genius, right? This genius. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, Haley Geft Hyphen Goldman decided to put in her Facebook thread. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that she had no sympathy for the shooting victims in Las Vegas. She is not sympathetic because country music fans are often or often are Republican gun toters. I ha- I'm not sympathetic because country fan country music fans often are Republican gun toters. She then tried to delete her Facebook account after she realized, oh man. This is the actual quote. If they wouldn't do anything when children were murdered, I have no hope that repugs will ever do the right thing. Repugs, right? I'm actually not even sympathetic because country music fans often are Republican gun toters. Why would you do that? Why would you post that stuff? So people were outraged, right? They said, what the heck? This is pathetic. This is terrible. So by the end of the day, she was fired. CBS has parted ways with a legal executive that drew the ire of conservative media channels. Why just conservative? Anybody should be mad at that, right? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, CBS put out a statement. This individual who was with us for approximately one year. So? What if she was there for one month, 10 years? Well, she's only with us for a year. Right. 
This individual who was with us uh, for approximately one year violated the standards of our company, no longer a CBS employee. Her views expressed on social media are deeply unacceptable to all of us at CBS. Our hearts go out to the victims in Vegas and the families. You know what she should say? Why am I getting fired for this? But Stephen Colbert says all kinds of things. He's a CBS employee. He said the president had Vladimir Putin's body part in his mouth. This is discrimination. I'm being fired because I'm a woman. But seriously, that's why, you know, before you think you're clever and put something on social media, probably should take a step back, right? A step back and say, is this worth it? Because as soon as she hits send, and all of a sudden the the heat started hitting her, right? She's like, I got to delete this. And then, I mean, do you think she regrets it? Who would ever hire this girl unless it's some kind of demented a uh, sick individual that agrees with her. So maybe the Democratic Party will hire her. I, I don't know. But all of a sudden, you sit back and say, was it worth my job? Like, she has to go back. If she's married. She has a hyphenated name. Go back and tell her husband I was a complete moron and ruined a high-paying job as a CBS legal exec. And, uh, and now, on top of that, I'm damaged goods everywhere. No one wants to touch me. All because of one stupid Facebook post. But it showed your true feelings. That or you just couldn't take it and you just snapped on a bad day. Who knows? But apparently now she says, and this is terrible too, that she's getting death threats, which that should not happen. That should not happen. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll get into the background of this guy also. There's more that people need to know about. You, you need to know about him uh, because it's just just craziness that's going on, man. It is just literally craziness as to what's happening uh, around this guy. We'll do that in the next hour. We also have... uh, uh, NFL, I'll get to the NFL ratings. They were down again, down again. I'll get to that coming up in about uh, 5, 849. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ambling, right? But it didn't say if he was losing. You could gamble $30,000 a day and break even. You could be winning. You don't know. So he's a big gambler. We still have no freaking idea as to why this happened and what happened and everything else. So I, ABC News, source told ABC News that Paddock had a camera mounted in the room apparently to record himself. Nobody else is reporting that, just ABC News. Hmm. So he wanted everybody to see it? He didn't leave a note? Uh, his girlfriend, uh, apparently we are going to talk to her in Japan. We were trying to get her here. It's where she is. Does she have any insight? to anything that he has done. And again, whatever happened to that woman? We played the audio yesterday, that Brianna, who apparently told uh, people in the crowd, you're all going to die tonight, or you're all going to die soon. Was it soon or tonight? Let's play Brianna again real fast, if you don't mind, Ryan. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. There it is. Yes, that one right there. Uh, this is what this girl, 21-year-old girl, told a local TV station in Vegas. What happened 45 minutes before the shooting? Go ahead. Yeah, so there was a lady who pushed her way forward into the concert venue into the first row, and she started messing with another lady and told us that we are all going to die tonight. Do you know why she was saying that? I mean, was this after uh, the shots were fired? or It was about 45 minutes before the shots were actually fired. So uh, then play the next one about the threats and what happened. Here we go. Her and her boyfriend were both Hispanic. They were probably about shorter five-footers, probably about five, 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 six. 
Um, they just look like everyday people. Just can you tell us anything more about them, what they look like? Why were they escorted out? Were they escorted out because you were feeling uncomfortable about what they said? Yes, because she had been messing with the lady in front of her and telling her that she was going to die, that we we're all going to die. So they escorted her out to make her stop messing around with all the other people in front of them, but none of us knew that it was going to be serious. Now, here's a twist. So you heard this girl say this. Does she sound like she's lying? Like she'd be making that stuff up? BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed wanted to find out, right? All right. They contacted the security firm that was working at the concert. The security firm working the concert told BuzzFeed News that a woman was not removed from warning people. Quote, they were all going to die. It gets stranger and stranger, doesn't it? Was a woman removed in general? They didn't say that Ryan Broderick is a, I guess, works for BuzzFeed. And he tweeted out the security firm working the concert told at BuzzFeed News that a woman was not removed from warning people they were all going to die. How about for making threats then that they were going to uh, die? I don't know. I'm just saying that they're, they're basically saying that the security said we didn't remove this woman. I, I know what you're saying. We're parsing words. Yeah, I know. Uh, maybe, maybe not, but this is just all strange because everybody started reporting what this girl said to that Vegas TV station. We played her own sound bites. It's all there. So what is happening? What is going on? Now, more about this Stephen Paddock that you may not know. Uh, huge, huge gambler. Washington Post had an interesting take on him, interesting information you may have not heard. Uh, the brother, we're going to play. Can we get the brother sound bite ready too? I forget what number that is. Hang on. You, uh... Yes, we'll do that in a second. Eric Paddock said he's just a guy who played video poker and took cruises and ate burritos at Taco Bell. Okay. Uh, his brother said he knew uh, five guns that the dead Stephen Paddock had in his safe. Shocked that a rapid-fire weapon was used in Sunday's shooting. Said his brother didn't hunt, barely shot guns. Once taking Eric's children on a skeet shooting trip paid for by the casinos. A lot of stuff paid for by casinos. A big gambler. It has to go back to that, doesn't it? So he's living out retirement, Stephen Paddock, at the end of his life. He was, he was living out retirement. Like country music relatives said, he went to concerts like the one. He liked country music. Went to concerts like the Route 91 Harvest Festival. Huh. Uh, he was worth more than $2 million, relatives said. He made a small fortune from real estate deals and a business that he and Eric Paddock sold off. Traveled a lot, had millions of free airline miles. At one point of his life, or a couple points, he worked for a defense contractor, uh, Lockheed Martin, and his accountant and property manager. He had no children, plenty of money to play with, so he went to, to gamble. That's what he did. His brother Eric said it's like a job for him. It's a job where you make money. He said he'd, his brother could lose a million dollars and still have enough to live on. Quote, he was at the hotel for four months one time. It was like a second home. You could do that if you have no kids, no wife. You had a girlfriend, but no wife. He had all this money. You know, if he's going to gamble all that, the casinos want him to gamble. They gave, <laughs> Stay with us so you keep on doing it. We'll get your money one point. All right, that's, that's what they think. He was particular about the games he played. He needed to be on the right machine with double points, and there has to be a contest going on. He even won a car one time. He's known. He's a top player. He's the small end of the big fish. All right. The last couple of decades, Stephen Paddock bought and lived in properties in several states, California, Nevada, Florida, Texas. Uh, neighbors uh, for a time said he lived with his mother. Uh, he apparently owned two planes, was a licensed pilot. He had a fishing license from Alaska. 
He told neighbors he was a professional gambler and a prospector, and he appeared to favor buying homes in retirement communities. He and his longtime girlfriend, Mary Lou Danley, the one that's in Japan now, the Filipino woman, were living in at least three retirement communities, property records show. Neighbors said the couple seemed, uh, I mean, it's as if they didn't even live there. They, they left the properties empty for long stretches because he visited casinos and he lived there. Okay. A guy that was his next door neighbor, Donald Judy, lived next door to him in Florida until two years ago, said the inside of Paddock's home looked like a college freshman lived there. No art on the walls, no car in the driveway, a dining chair, a bed, and two recliners. Sounds like most single people. That have $2 million? I mean, he's a guy. He's not married. He can do what he wants, right? Wow. Always on the move, always at a suitcase, always driving a rental car when he stayed at a community near Cocoa Beach. Never flashed his wealth, the neighbor said. Often wore khaki cotton pants, a polo, other college shirt. Never driving anything nicer than a standard rental car. Okay. Little while after living there, uh, Stephen Paddock left a key for this neighbor, Donald Judy. Asked him to keep an eye on the rarely used home and to borrow any tools he might want. Neighbor said there were no drugs, no parties, nothing unusual except for the gambling. They did always seem to stay up till midnight, the neighbor said, and sleep till noon. They were on Vegas time. Never said much. All of a sudden put up a for sale sign and they moved back to Vegas. They were moving back to Vegas. All right. Um, strange, isn't it? Now, here's, here's more. Uh, at one point, Danley worked his girlfriend as a high-limit hostess for Club Paradise. Okay, at the uh, that was in the Atlantic Atlantis Casino Resort Spa, a resort spa in, in Reno. So she worked there, girlfriend. And his brother said at one point he had the whole family up. Um, the whole family up was they, they were in the Atlantis for a week. They had the whole, entire top floor paid for by the casino. That's high rolling right there, you know. Nobody could figure out why he did what he did. It was obviously carefully planned. Again, his dad was a nut job. That it was a pa- I don't want to say it was passed down. Uh, a neighbor that uh, from Reno said uh, he was weird. He kept to himself. He was like living next to nothing. You can at least be grumpy or something. He was just nothing. He was just quiet. Uh, the blinds were always closed, but sometimes Paddock opened the garage door and revealed an enormous safe the size of a refrigerator. How many guns can he fit in there? Probably about 10, mm. depending. Depending on the kind of gun. So there you go. Uh, that's what this guy was, right? And let's play, let's hear really quick uh, what Eric Paddock said about his brother. This is, uh, I mean, all of a sudden you're told uh, you're woken up at one in the morning by the authorities. Your brother just killed a bunch of people and injured hundreds more. Uh, wake up and then the media's in your yard, in your face. Listen, here we go. We're trying to understand what's wrong, what happened. Uh, we have no more idea what happened now than we had an hour ago. I'm, we're still just completely befuddled, dumbstruck. As I told them, the last time I communicated with my brother was about, well, when did we get power back? Five days after the storm, okay? He texted me and said, how's mom? I texted him back. I mean, I'll, I'd look. Mom right now after she has learned what happened? My mom knows what happened, yeah. We all found out when our phone started ringing with the cops at one o'clock this morning or something had nothing to do with any political organization religious organization no white supremacist nothing as far as i know in i've only known him for 57 years your father was a bank robber that's correct 
I mean, but, here, we're all proud. My father was on the top ten list. Mm. His name's Benjamin Hotchkiss Paddock, I believe is his name. I didn't, I didn't know him. We didn't know him. There's no... He was in jail and broken out of jail. Does he have a series, like a history at all? Of he doesn't even have parking tickets. Oh, he boy. has no criminal record. He has no record of any affiliations. He has nothing. That I know of. Absolutely not. Oh boy. You think, as far as I know, once again, nothing like that. He Wait. was a wealthy guy, and he liked to play video poker. He went on cruises. He he sent his mother cookies from. I mean, big huge crazy boxes of cookies and stuff. All right, big huge crazy boxes of cookies. Poor guy. I mean, how do you even deal with that? Your brother killed a whole bunch of people, shot a bunch of others. Huh. I'll tell you what, there is a very respected member of Congress, though, that said something this morning about the shooting that Ryan's going to say, I told you so. You have to hear what Trey Gowdy said. A lot of people are thinking this about the shooting. It's coming up, and then we'll get more into the late-night stuff. James Corden, a British guy lecturing us about gun control. We'll get, oh yeah, we'll get to that. Coming up, Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, Canis, TAM792, Sounds most stimulating talk. 927 right now, uh, sunny, and it's going to be hot again, even though it's October 3rd, and I blame you for global warming and stuff and things like that. Uh, let me just tell you again, uh, mid-90s for a high today, and it's going to be that way all through next week, which kind of sinks, at least through next Monday, mid to upper 90s. Uh, and uh, Dr. Randy Freeze, State Rep. Randy Freeze, tweeted out that he hopes Jimmy Kimmel runs for office one day. Uh, because he has common sense about the whole gun thing. Oh, yeah, Dr. Andy Freeze. Another reason this guy is uh, a state rep, shouldn't be in Congress, shouldn't even be in the state legislature. Uh, he's not really making wise statements. Let's put it that way. I don't want to go to the level again because we do one side and the other side. Oh, that's why he's he's not fit. He's, I mean, I get it. I mean, his actions and his words speak for themselves. You can't say that's why he doesn't belong there and he doesn't deserve it and he's dangerous. Well, I don't know. I mean, asking Jimmy Kimmel to run and considering how wrong Jimmy Kimmel was. Anyway, you can see the whole Jimmy Kimmel, by the way, the whole Jimmy Kimmel monologue on my page at KNST.com and on my Facebook page. And we'll get to his uh, cohort, another late-night host, uh, getting it wrong in just a second. But first, Trey Gowdy. I've gotten emails, and I get it. This whole Vegas shooting, all the bullets, everything. There's always videos out there saying that uh, if you look at the hotel, people took video, the gunfire is coming from a, it's not the 32nd floor, it's way below that. We don't know. Could he have done all this by himself? People are saying there had to be other people. It's like the grassy knoll. Well, listen, listen, Congressman Trey Gowdy is a smart guy. He's a straight shooter, so to speak. And listen to what he said on Fox News. Here we go. Well, it's an incredible level of premeditation that you don't ordinarily see. And, and it is difficult to believe that a single person could have done this without detection. So I hope what comes out of this is what? people... Pause that. You know, lots Did you of- hear that? Did you just hear that? Go ahead. I hope what comes no, out go of back this more. is... Back more. Yeah. ...to believe that a single person could have done this without detection so i hope what comes out of this is people you know lots of crime Mm. is prevented because a non-law enforcement officer says something 
um, uh, the weapons and whether or not it was altered to become fully automatic and, and the premeditation of picking a certain hotel room, mm. I think we're going to find someone along the way was suspicious and they should have turned that suspicion into a phone call to law enforcement. It's an incredible amount of premeditation to not go detected. And he's saying again, it'd be impossible. miss it. Kind of impossible that one person could do this by themselves without being detected. Could he have help? Hmm. Just a thought. I know you're into that stuff, Ryan. Just a thought. You know, why you got to put it on me? Well, because you're the one into the conspiracy theories like that. So I have a conspiracy theory. I mean, just look at the whole is it situation. Just a question to say maybe this is a good question to ask. Yeah. Could he be acting alone? Yes. I think I do. You know, you're right. It's not, I take that back. I don't want to make you seem like Better. a kook. I take it back. I don't want to make you seem like a crazy guy. Um, I kind of am. You, I just yes. like to think out of the box about things. I mean, if you look at situations in life, yeah. they're always bigger than what you see, than what's given you. The picture that you're being shown mm. is this little box. That's plugged in or on your phone. Yeah. You don't see the whole picture. You don't see it because it's the narrative that they want you to see. There you go. I see it. I mean, and you're always like, well, what's the point of doing these things? Well, you know, keep look at the nation. Totally unbalanced once again. Keep the divide. Keep the arguing. Some say we're already conquered. They're just dividing us up. Stop doing that. I'm just saying. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Now they're going to call. Yeah, no. Do you think that there could be a person helping this guy? Do you think it's somehow possible he could smuggle up 23 different firearms? Granted, he was in that hotel room for like three or four days. All the planning, everything. I mean, he's sitting there all the time. He goes back and forth, down and up, down and up, down and up. Could you have done that by yourself? I'll get reaction. I also want to play some James Corden and even some more Jimmy Kimmel, the crier, uh, because it's worth it. It is so, so, so worth it. Uh, we'll get that coming up in about five minutes, 932 on KNST AM 790. Here's Fox. Dog. And man, that is some hot fish there. Yeah. Tell you. Hot raw fish. Well, it's, it, it's not like it's on fire, but there's something separated. Just go get it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty delicious. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like their signature dish. Yes. For sushi. Yes. So cool. We'll go for it. Uh, now I'm getting hungry. Now you're not about to Three say, things that I think hungry. you need to know. Let's go to the buffet. I, oh, stop. Don't you go there. Why not? Because that's gross. Three things. People lick the, the fingers and they eat the You can food. get a they slice of spoons. pizza and some noodles. There's, there's a lot wrong with that. You can get pork and you can get, like, pudding. That's why I love the buffet. So many options. You can get squid and cantaloupe. It's a heck of a combination right I'm there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now I'm not hungry. Three oh. things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, 23 firearms found in the hotel room of the Vegas shooter, 19 at his home. Wow. Uh, apparently, I mean, planned out. He spent a few days up in that hotel room. Uh, apparently, he was worth $2 million. He did big gambling. We don't know if he did big losses, though. We don't know if there were big losses involved. Uh, but that's the latest on the Vegas shooter. People are still wondering how the heck he did this and... Could he have done it by himself? Second thing that I think you need to know, a U of A recent grad, uh, Christina Duarte, is missing. She was at that concert. She got a job with the L.A. Kings, recently graduated from the U of A, the Eller, the Eller College. Uh, and uh, her friend said she lost her cell phone and her ID before the shooting, but she's missing. 
And that's a terrible story. That's a terrible tragedy right there. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, manufacturing, up, 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 baby. It is at a uh, 13 and a half year high. Manufacturing activity, 13 and a half year high. Uh, manufacturing employment, highest has been since 2011. Media's not talking about that. Three things I think you need to know. All right, let's, uh, let, we'll get to the uh, sound bites from the late night guys in a second. Mike, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hi. 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 Thank you. A um, couple of things about this. One, if this guy was a multimillionaire, then he more than had enough money to buy these uh, full autos legally because they are not cheap, and they have to go through some of the most stringent background checks of anything. So the feds have got this guy on record somehow or somewhere if they're legit. But we don't know. Oh. We don't know if he used automatic weapons. I I read reports where gun experts are watching the video, listening to sound. They say we're not convinced that was an automatic weapon. Yeah, I haven't seen the videos yet, so I'm not sure. It sounds mm. like it, but there's also a few little devices that can make a semi-auto sound or act like a full auto if the, you know what you're. You know the bump stock, really, right? You can buy them and put yeah. them on the trigger, and they work the same. Yeah, talk about the bump stock, right? Because then the AP reported that he owned two bump stocks. Uh, and they were on AR-15s, I think, in the room. Bump stocks are, the, are a little thing called the crank, which is basically just a small trigger uh, actuator that you attach to the uh, to the trigger guard, and you turn a crank, and it keeps pumping the uh, the trigger fast. Hmm. I know. You know. So you hang on. Before we go any further, you sound like a gun guy. Obviously, let I'm me, in Arizona. Most people around here know <laughs> this, but yeah. Well, let um, me ask. Let me ask you real quick, because again, I'm a guy that grew up in Long Island, moved to Texas, where I started learning about guns, and now I'm in Arizona. So I'm behind the times, but I do okay. But do you think? And again, I don't know if you make things illegal doesn't mean bad people don't get it, right? But do you think right. it's necessary to have those things, the bump stock stuff like that, or isn't it a, a semi-automatic good enough? Most. People who use semi-autos don't like them because they don't give you the control you want. Everything is about control, which is why most of the gun um, gun enthusiasts and military have three-shot bursts, which is what they use when they're uh, breaching a, a building or when they're engaging. They they don't want to lose that control. That's the whole point of that. So, so let me ask you this, then. Should, that, should, should, we, should those be banned? Should those be outlawed? Should they be made illegal and they, we should not be able to buy them? No, you should be able to buy them. They're fun. They're little things that you put on when you're out at the target range and you can, you can pretend you're doing it. But okay. for, for actual practical purposes, they're completely useless. Um, okay. Interesting. They're only, they're only good for, for uh, going out and, and spraying bullets when you want to, uh, you know, just shoot a bunch of targets and stuff. But if he was actually going to do anything like that, they're completely useless. Okay. Interesting. Um, and one, yes, one more quick thing. Vegas holds what they call the Soldier of Fortune Convention every year. And that is specifically so people can come from everywhere in the world and fire automatic weapons. I mean, they've got a range somewhere out by Las Vegas where you can actually go out yep. and fire military um, cannons, mortars, they these things are not cheap to fire. They are ex expensive. You have to legally register every single round for something like a mortar. So they're not unfamiliar with people having large guns or full auto at there in a lot of times, and especially now, which is when I think the show is going to start in a couple of months. Well, I'll tell you again, and I've heard of that. And I've heard it's like a long wait because I'd love to go do something like that. I, I, I know people that try, but yeah. they, it, it's like, I mean, you have to sign up months in advance. Exactly. It's not a cheap, you have to pay. It's not cheap. 
and they screw they they make sure that you're not going to go out there and do stupid things. As far as I know, I I've never been to one. I couldn't afford to go. But yeah, you can fire anything out at that thing. And again, when you talk about the machine, you know, automatic uh, weapons. I mean, it costs I think something like ten thousand dollars at least for an automatic weapon. I think you got to plunk down a couple of grand just to get the background check uh, from the feds, and they look at everything you've done in your entire life, and that still doesn't guarantee you. And it takes nine months to a year to get approval, and then on top of that, then you give up your right. Because ATF can walk into your home anytime they want if they know you have an automatic weapon and search anything in the house. If you're so. if you're not a dealer, yeah, the um, a ten thousand dollar automatic weapon is is cheap. cheap That's yeah. garbage. Sometimes about it's twenty grand, right? Some thousand each. Wow. Yeah, wow. and they just keep going up. They're they're literally an investment now. Yeah, people would would buy them. He'd buy them for an investment. They just they only go up in price. They're better than gold, actually, in some respects. Wow, no kidding. Well, remember when Obama put the kibosh, there was the thought to put the kibosh on stuff, and the price of ammo went up like gold. So, yeah, man, oh, man, oh, man, craziness. Hey, listen, Mike, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Take Have- care. You too. Uh, let's play some uh, some James Corden. This guy, I've never watched his show once. He does the singing in cars. I've seen clips. That's all it is now is YouTube clips. Nobody actually watches the television in that aspect. Uh, but this is a British guy that's going to lecture you in America on your gun control. Because even though Britain is being overrun by uh, radical Islamic terrorism, uh, it's really bad here in this country. That's what uh, that's what this guy says. Uh, James Corden. Uh, where'd my damn prep sheet go? I hate when this happens. Do you have, do you have the James Corden sound by ready? Yeah. Stop talking to people. Don't be friendly. Uh, this is the beginning of his monologue, right in the middle of it. He, he started British guy right away. Again, these guys think in, in a comedy show where are supposed to get people an escape from the problems of the world. They got to talk about the problems of the world. Listen to this. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. You're talking to too many people. Look at, they're trying to tell me where to send you here in I Arizona. I don't, well, to go do that? Yeah, to shoot guns. Oh, okay. That's cool. Then yeah, thank you. We'll thank you very that. much. Mortars okay, and things. Go ahead. Yeah, good. Last night was the biggest mass shooting in United States history. That's a record that's been set twice in just the two and a half years that I've been living in America. Here's another statistic. 11,660 people have died from gun violence in the last 275 days in this country. Mm. Now, I come from, from a place where we don't have shootings at this frequency, so it's hard for me to fathom. But it should be hard for everyone to fathom. Gun violence should not be a staple of American life. Some say it's too early to talk about gun control. For those victims last night, it's far too late. Again, you want to say the same thing to this guy. Uh, First off, I saw a a news story yesterday that it was like most of the, the gun violence in this country is concentrated in five counties. Five counties. I'll get that one. Uh, secondly, hey, James, they're going to ban buckets from being sold because that was used to blow up the subway in London a couple of weeks ago. You're going to do that. Uh, no, I, you guys seem to have a many more terrorist attacks over there than we do over here. What do you can do about that, James? Uh, how do you regulate evil, James? Do you stop evil people? Well, if nobody can have guns, it's great. Yeah. Let's go back to Germany with Hitler. Let's go back to Saddam Hussein. You don't think the Iraqis would love to be able to actually have guns? When we want to give up guns, we will give up guns when there's no dictators in the world. But we're getting lectured by a British guy. Let's get the next one. Uh, James. Uh-huh.
Are you ready? Yes, here we go. I heard today a, a commentator on, on the news explaining that there's no real way to prevent lone wolf mass shootings like this. And mm. forgive me, as I'm just a foreigner here, and some of you may feel I have no place to say this, but how does every other developed country do a better job at preventing these attacks? Mm. We can't be surprised that gun crime will always occur where there is such wide availability of guns. That's the thing. You should, you know what, you should just stop by, you should not be able to have it. Of course, we'll go back to the story, and I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. like and follow it. This study from Duke University, interviewing uh, guys in jail in Chicago, Cook County Jail, and uh, they said they were all in there on gun violence, gun whatever they did. Uh, they had to get your guns. 2% bought them from gun shops. Everybody else, friends and family and gang members. Were they rifles and things like that? No, handguns. Here's the story, April 26, 2017. U.S. murders concentrated in 5% of counties. Wait, what? Yes. It's from the Crime Prevention Research Center. 68% of the killings occur in just 5% of the nation's counties. Isn't that crazy? And again, where is James Corden? Where is Jimmy Kimmel? How come they're not talking about uh, the shootings in Chicago? In July of this year alone, 74 people shot dead in Chicago. 74! I think it was 470 overall, 74 fatal, just in July. What, do these two white hosts, Jimmy Kimmel and James Corden, not want to talk about black people getting killed? I don't think it's true, but they would say that about me. That's what they say about Trump. He's only said that by the NFL because he has a problem with like black people or something. That's, what they, that's the stupidity that comes out of their mouth. Uh, no whining about that. By the way, Chicago's on pace to have over 700 murders, gun murders, uh, murders by, by gun this year. On pace for that. And they have strict laws, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So come on, uh, come on, uh, Jimmy and James. Huh. Uh, you'll even hear, you know, we'll play coming back, uh, Jimmy Kimmel crying. You think it's bad that I say that? No. I have no heart. Get out of here. Uh, we'll get that coming up. Four minutes. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk.